We hope you enjoy this podcast. With over 100 books under his belt, Bill Vincent is a true master of the written word. His works are a treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration, available at all major bookstores and online platforms. So, don't miss out on the opportunity to expand your mind and be entertained. Pick up a book by Bill Vincent today. And I'll preach a little bit. There's a sermon within this that I believe we need to hear right now about portals of heaven. God is calling his people and he's calling you into a place you've never seen before. He's calling the body of Christ into a place that they've never seen before. He's calling you to stand in ways you haven't stood. I saw by the Spirit a lot of people just standing in the things of God and smoke just rising up around them. And I said, God, what's that mean? And he began to show me some things about they were tapping into portals of heaven. Heaven's going to begin to open all across America and the world. And there's going to be spots where it opens very vast, very quick. And it's going to stay open for a period of time and then shut. And right now, if you look at the body of Christ as a whole, a whole lot of people are going to miss this opportunity. But I'm talking about there's going to be miracles, signs, wonders, glory beyond anything we've ever seen before. And I believe smoke are going to come up and, and it's going to be like signals of this glory. I believe there's going to be signals. Hallelujah. That people are going to rally toward fires. And God is putting in his people the ability to put out hell. Did you hear me? To put hell out. How many know hell needs to be put out? Even though hell is raging and is on fire right now, all over the earth, God is giving his people a sound and a movement that will cause hell to recede. He wants to cause hell to recede. And God is going to cause this to happen. We need to press, press, press toward the fire. For I will quench the mouth of the enemy. I have never ever seen before the, the magnitude of the exposing that is about to hit America. It's already trickling. There should be well over a dozen rests. There should be actually a thousand or more arrests. There should be a lot of shutdowns. And I'm talking about people in Hollywood, people that are musicians, people in politics. Why? Because there's mass things that are taking place. When God's fire begins to hit the United States of America, it's going to hit. And it's going to touch everything that it can touch. And fire consumes it will break off evil. It will break off assignments. God says, I'm going to quench the mouth of the enemy. The kingdom suffers violence. 
This is the scripture that actually gave me this sermon, actually. The kingdom suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. The kingdom suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. There's a violence that's coming back to fathers and mothers. Come on. A mother can get upset with a child, and a father can get upset with a child. But if anybody else in the world messes with that child, <laughs> hallelujah, there's a whole other being that comes out. You're going to see the violence that's going to take it by force. I just want to mention this real quick. I don't want to really get into it. There was a video of this woman beating up, more or less, more like a mother would beat up a son, a guy that was out setting things on fire during one of the riots. She recognized him on a television and went to the street looking for him, found him, and it was her son, and she literally pretty much gave him a whooping right there in front of everybody. Ripped off his mask and said, you're going home. You're not part of this gang or riots or whatever you call it. You're not part of this club, this group, this terrorist thing. And she ripped him right out of that midst of those people. And let me tell you something. Those people that were setting things on fire, trying to attack cops, and all the things that were happening, backed away when she came up on the scene. Come on, they didn't back away from the police with the shield, but they backed away from a mom that was whipping a boy. Hallelujah. And I say this again, the violence is coming back to the mothers and fathers. There is a violence in atmosphere, but God has more violent people that are willing to fight. We have not seen violence compared to what the church really has within it to be violent about. And when I talk about violence, I'm not talking about burning something down or tearing something up or spray painting and destroying and tearing it down and, and ripping it down and all the different things. I'm talking about this as a spiritual battle that we're going to begin to see the violent taken by force. The violence is here today. But we're not going to lose. God's pushing right behind you. The violent take it by force. Now, God is a good father. God is a good father. You're all here, and that's proof God is a good father. God knows when to go to war with the enemy, and he knows when people are to rise up and represent him for the war that is ahead. A father in war knows, and he's very, very gentle to allow us to choose our way, to find our way. But we've got to understand something, that God is going to begin to cause the violent ticket by force rise up within the body of Christ like we've never seen before. Judah goes first, and Judah must arise 
throughout the land with a sound, a new sound of war. Every major revival has a sound that got released in it. It's a sound that people could understand and hear, and they knew when the presence of God was at a certain level. You knew it by the sound that was in the atmosphere. God's about to release a new sound, and it's going to begin to collide some things. It's going to collide the media with the political, with the body of Christ. The storm is just for a moment, but the plunder of the storm is going to be for a lifetime. Anybody understand that? Let's say that again. The storm is going to only be for a moment, but the plunder of the storm is going to be for a lifetime. See, look and see how many trembled and shook in the midst of a storm. Now's the time to throw off the fear and dig deeper. There's no room for fear right now. We have, Actually, God says we have nothing to fear. But fear itself. There's one thing we've learned over the past several months. One, the United States is one of the most unhealthy United States of America. And two... The body of Christ is one of the, within America, has been one of the weakest body of Christ of all time. The reason I'm saying that is because the body of Christ has been pushed around, shoved around, and just stands still, not doing anything. Whenever all this has taken place, this is a time to rise up. This is a time to begin to move forward. This is a time to set things on fire in the glory presence of God. Not in the natural, but in the glory presence of God. So God is establishing a house, and the house that God is establishing will be that of Joseph. That you can receive and hear and get the treasures of the ancient days. Listen to this. Hear this. Please hear this. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. The storm that is coming is only designed to break up the empty ground so the treasures can come forth and be secured in your house. Open the doors and receive the plunder. The storms are going to come and the church is going to be able to scoop up everything that's left. I saw by the Spirit of God a vision many years ago before the Litchfield Revival broke out. My vision was literally this. It was a giant field of sand. And there was things sticking out of the sand. Some of you may remember this that were there. There were shields and swords and hammers and, and, and all kinds of weapons within the sand, buried and God showed me during the Litchfield Revival, before the Litchfield Revival, that this was a lot of things that had been given by the, to the body of Christ, but they had just abandoned it and left it behind. It was like a field of war 
where the warriors just left the weapons. Just threw them down. If ever was a time, it's right now, that we have a larger field. I'm talking about a hundred times the field that I saw then. We have now. And there are weapons that are just laying there that in this storm when it comes, praise God, and it's coming and it's a good thing because when the storm, the next storm comes, there's going to be more for the body of Christ to plunder, to get, to partake, to take and put upon themselves. Why? Because any person within the body of Christ that doesn't take up their shield of buckler, that doesn't take up their authority, that doesn't take up their mouthpiece, will be left behind in this next ride that God's talking about right now. Because the portals of heaven are going to choose who's going to go forth. That's why it's portals of heaven. It's not just going to be an open heaven. You gather a hundred people in there and it's going to be the hundred people going up in the presence of God. It's going to be a portal. It's going to be designated for individuals. It's going to be designated for individuals. You might see a husband and wife. Whoop, there it is. You might see a, a couple of people together. You might just see one woman who just goes to church and brings a little boy. Whoop, you know. Whatever you see, that's what it is. There's going to be something in that very simplicity. See, God is creating a surprise storm. Watch storms of surprise will sweep through the land as God surprises you. The storm will settle and the dust of the enemy will be around you. Surprise storms. They just show up. Surprise. How many have ever been hanging out in the pool or hanging out outside and it's sunny and it's beautiful and then five, ten minutes later it's raining and pouring and thunder and lightning and hail. It's like, what happened? Where, what changed? Where did this come from? God says there's surprise storms coming. Surprises. Doesn't mean it has to affect you. Doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing. Remember, the storms are going to stir things up. And for those of us, we should be able to scoop up anything that gets abandoned. Scoop up everything that gets abandoned. See, God will not have a dry people. He will have a people who knows how to dance in the midst of the rain. Some of you in this place, you've played in the rain. I know some young people here. Man, it used to pour and you just want to be out there just playing around in it. Pick up the mud and throw it at each other and just have a blast. Now when it starts raining and you get a couple drops on you and you're like, oh my. We got to get back to the place to where we are ready to get right in the midst of the storm and enjoy the storm. Why? Because we know what's happening in the midst of the storm. God will have a people who know how to communicate through the airways. Hope you understand this in a second. 
God will have a people who know how to rise and decree that the Lord will triumph. As I said a moment ago, God's not coming back for a dry church. He's not coming back for a dry church. He's not coming back for people that are just going to dry out and be bitter. You've got to have rain. You've got to be in the midst of the rain, and the rain doesn't come without the storms. There are people who actually have jobs called storm chasers. They try to find out where a tornado is going to hit, and they try to drive to it just to be able to send up a camera to take a picture. Seems like the nuttiest jobs in the world. Seems like one of the craziest jobs in the world. Some people probably think, that'd be cool. Until your car goes, But God said, in this next season, we need to turn into the storms. You start seeing the storm rise up, turn into it. I'm not talking about literally, so if there's a tornado outside that you run into it, please don't take it personal in that literal. I I never said that, I don't mean that. And this disclaimer is on this to protect me from everything. Okay. But you're to turn quickly into the spiritual storm. Receive the wind that will lift you up and take you higher and higher and higher. Why? Why do we have to turn into the storm? Can't we wait till the storm's over and go clean up everything that fell? Listen, God will take you over the storm and let you look down to see how minute of what you are in compared to his majesty. See, in the midst of a storm, sometimes when you try to run and hide, cry in your bed, put your face in your bed and just hope that it goes away, Some people in this room, you've cried so much in in a day that your eyes barely opened up. You just cry so much, you can't barely open your eyelids because they're they're done. They're overdone. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. You go look in the mirror and you're like, you kind of look like Rocky after, you know, he fought the Russian, you know. It's It's just a hard time that you go through and you're just tired and you're just weary. But I'm telling you, in the midst of the storm, instead of crying and just hiding from it, we need to run into it. Because in that, God can show you how minute it is. How many have ever moaned, groaned, and cried and, and, and just really unplugged your life like your life is over? Oh, woe is me. My life is over. When? And then... Days later, you look back and you're like, it wasn't that bad. 
It wasn't as bad as I let on. But in the midst of it, it seems like it's the biggest thing in the world. See, God wants to raise us up above those situations so that you can look down upon it and see how minute it really is. God has sounds waiting for you. He has things that will free your spirit and deliver you supernaturally. God has new missions. <laughs> Be careful when you listen to this next part. God has new missions that you would say, Lord, this could be awful. But God says, I'm sending you in to win. I want to give you a little bit of an example. This one, I'm just talking about political for a minute. Just for a minute. For the last three and a half years, we've had more storms during a president than ever. And every time the storm pops up, the president turns into the storm. And every time he does, his polls are better. How's that work? He's being lifted up higher above the situation. It's the ones that try to hide and quiver off to the side and try to keep the secrets and try to keep the things closed down that don't get to that next place. Sometimes when your storms come in your life, they only last longer because you sit there and quiver during the storm. You've got to realize that it's about, it's not, if the storm has come, there's a reason for it coming. So rise up, for as you blow up the enemy's plan, you will hear the sounds of victory that you enter into. See, the storms come, we turn into the storms, and you're going to flip the enemy out. You're going to flip the enemy out. When you turn into the problem, you're going to flip the enemy out. I remember a guy, he was so poor he couldn't pay attention. He didn't have any money. He had an old car. The car blew the engine. And he told me about it. He said, I'm just going to believe God. I said, okay, hey, sounds good to me. I went to his house just to see how he was doing. He was out there washing his car. I mean washing it. It had this, he had the soap, the wax, he had, the, he had everything, just, he had big buffers, he had just all the stuff. And I, I, I looked at him, I said, I thought your engine blew up. He goes, it did. He goes, I asked God for a new car. And he said, take care of the one you have. So he said, okay. So he went out and started washing it. I said, but it's not going to go anywhere. And he goes, I know. I'm taking care of it as though it was. You know, he could have just been moaning and groaning for months. Riding the bus and 
calling cabs and begging for rides. But instead, he dealt with that situation by jumping right into it. He turned into it. He turned into it. He made his junk car look good. Long story short, he had a family member he didn't know was a family member, left another family member a car that didn't need the car, knew he needed the car, so they gave it to him. And it was only two weeks after he washed his old, broke down car. God wanted me to tell you tonight, this has worked for some of you in this place. When you're really upset, sometimes you cling. You have breakthrough when you do that. Sometimes you have things that you go through and you just go do something because you feel like you just got to do it to keep your head. And it causes a breakthrough to take place. Sometimes you don't realize, but you're driving into the storm. Driving into the storm. If you feel like that you just want to lay in your bed and moan and groan, that's the wrong place for you to be. You need to try to get out of that bed. You need to try to get out of that couch, get out of that futon. Just thought I'd add that one. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, one, that was just extra, but I just thought I'd put it out there. See, the turbulence of the air is creating a vibration so that when God hits the communication buttons, they're going to make a sound that you've never heard. Let the wings that you have with you extend and catch the turbulence. How do you fly a kite? You go into the wind. How do you rise up higher? You go into the wind. How do you get to where you need to be? In the midst of something going wrong in your life, you drive into the storm. I know a lot of people in this room, your number one strategy for dealing with storms in your life is literally stopping everything. But that's not what we're supposed, to, we're supposed to do. When you stop everything, all you're doing is delaying your breakthrough. Flip the enemy out by doing something you've never done before. I'm going to just go for a walk. That bugs the enemy. Because he thought he had you in Depressville. And you broke out of it. I'm going way off my notes, so you better receive in Jesus' name. See, arise that the vibration of the turbulence will cause you, cause the sound to resound around you. God is positioning you in a key place for communication. Why is it, I'm asking a question, why is it every time you really need to hear something from God, 
If you do hear, it has nothing to do with what you need to hear. You ask God to speak to you about something, and he ends up speaking. If he does speak to you, it's about something else. God is creating a new communication network throughout the earth. Position yourself on the communication line, for God has open lines around the earth that he is speaking from heaven. If you position yourself out of the fray around you and stand in the line, you will hear how to walk your prosperity ahead. God wants you to prosper. He doesn't want you to live in a spirit of fear, but of life. He wants your soul to prosper. He wants you to prosper. See, I had a sermon I was going to preach, but I'm just going to mention one of the things I was going to preach about it. We're to be transformers. I'm not talking about the kind that you see on television where a car turns into a big robot. I'm talking about transformers like the ones that are on the power poles that hold all the power. Because when transformers of this earth blow up, we got to be the transformers of God that will extend and create a communication in the heavens that the enemy cannot understand, but God's people can receive. So rise, transform, and be a transformer. Be a transformer. Lines are forming right now, so be careful on how you draw a line in the sand. And there are many lines that are changing. Therefore, watch before you draw. Draw a line in the sand, but watch before you draw. Because for when you draw, God will come down and set a new order. And you must know that you are rightly aligned to draw the line. Many are coming into a place that they have not been before. Why? Because God's assembling an army right now. He is putting an army together. People that you thought were on fire five years ago are not probably the ones right now. The remnant of people are getting thinner and thinner and thinner. See, if you draw the line too narrow, that God says draw the line in the sand, if you draw it too narrow, you will attempt to cause God's army to be lessened. Watch how you draw the line, for God is forming a new army throughout the earth. I have a conclusion that I need to say, and I'm going to say this tonight. And I mean this to go out into the atmosphere of the United States of America. I pray for this to go out into the United States of America tonight. God doesn't see race the way you and I see race. God sees blood. God only sees blood.
He didn't call anybody by race. He called them by blood. God created one blood. And God knows when you activate or when to activate the gifts of his blood. Align them in a holy array for triumph, saith the Lord. Because may the portals of heaven stay opened and tell anyone that is supposed to receive shall receive. But let me say this. I didn't say this. I probably skipped over it, but I need to say it here. The portals are near the storms. So you have to turn into the storms to get into the portals. It would be as though, for example, the young lady in the back. No. The very back. But just for a moment, just imagine that she saw a tornado. Her first instinct would be to run and hide. I mean, it's twisted and throwing animals in the air and, you know, houses and cars are flying up. But in the spirit realm, she would need to just run right into it. Run into it shouting glory, hallelujah. Because you better be saying something because that's going to be whoo. And right when she would get toward the eye of the storm, it would be the portal of heaven. They would just whoop, take her to the place that she needs to receive everything she's been believing for for a long time. It's not going to be in your bedroom on your face crying and moaning and groaning. It's not going to be in those times when you just want to run away and stay away from everyone. It's going to be on those times that make you uncomfortable. You want the portals of heaven? You've got to turn toward the storm. Bite your lip and do something you haven't been able to do before. If you get something that turns you into a mess, just jump into it. Just jump into it. Because once you get into it to a certain place, you're going to begin to find portals of heaven. Portals of heaven. Are you ready? I don't know about you, but we need portals of heaven right now to be open. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some of you should be able to think right now of times when you've had storms rise up in your life and you probably can think especially of the times that you probably failed. Curling a ball on your bed and just wait for the hours to go by. Binge watch some TV instead of going into the storm. Sometimes you just got to go into it. And like I said, when you get up in that place and you start to be in the midst of the winds, you're going to look down and God's going to show you how little your little storm is. 
Because compared to God, every storm that any of us have ever been through is minute compared to God. It's our eyes that see it as big. Just think of all the miracles God's done in some of your lives. Times that you should have lost something, but God made a way where there was no way. Some of you should have lost your lives, but God made a way. Lord, we just give you praise and we receive it right now. We receive the portals of heaven. We ask God that you begin to expose and open up the portals of heaven across this land. Break off every spirit of fear. Give us peace and of love and of a sound mind. We thank you, Lord, for glory. We thank you, Lord, for presence. But God, most of all, we thank you, Lord, that you're going to begin to cause all things to fall down that we may pick it up. And find the blessings of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Cause us to find our endurance in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the end of this informative podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable and enlightening. With over 100 books under his belt, Bill Vincent is a true master of the written word. His works are a treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration, available at all major bookstores and online platforms. So, don't miss out on the opportunity to expand your mind and be entertained. Pick up a book by Bill Vincent today.